My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Hi again, everybody. Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. We're continuing our series entitled Living for God in an Ungodly World, and we're on episode six, What is Meant by an Ungodly World? So let's begin today's episode by defining the word ungodly. In Merriam-Webster's dictionary, the following definition is given for the word ungodly. Denying or disobeying God, impious or irreligious, contrary to moral law, sinful or wicked. In essence, to be ungodly simply means to leave God and morals out of the picture. So how does this translate to the idea of an ungodly world? To help answer this question, we're going to take a look at two aspects of this world as described by the Bible. In today's episode, we're going to look at the God of this world. And the Bible teaches that there is someone who propagates the philosophy and culture that our world becomes dominated by. Then in our next episode, we're actually going to look at three distractions that this person uses to propagate that philosophy. But first of all, today, let's look at who this God of this world is, according to the Bible. The Bible teaches that Satan is actually the God of this world. In John 12 and verse 31, in the New Living Translation, the Bible says, the time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, Paul writes this, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. These verses teach us that Satan is the one who propagates the philosophy by which the world lives. It's a humanistic, godless culture where Satan does all in his power to keep human beings from understanding or believing in God. Notice in 2 Corinthians 4.4, where the Bible says that Satan has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. He doesn't want us to believe in God. To further look at the character and desire of Satan, listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10 about Satan's desire relative to our lives. In John 10.10, Jesus said, the thief, that's Satan, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Listen to what Jesus told Peter about Satan's desire for the disciples in Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. How about Job in the Old Testament? Let's see what Satan wanted for Job. Listen to the beginning of the story in Job chapter 1 verses 1 through 13. There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. 
He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes, and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with them. When these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. One day, the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. I want you to notice, Satan is called here the accuser, and he will constantly accuse us to get us to feel guilty when we do wrong, when God has said, we're forgiven. Once again, he's using the same tactic he's always used, and that's to get us to doubt or ignore what God has said. It goes on to say that the Lord asked Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? <laughs> I've often thought that when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Job what he thought about God saying that. Because God brought up Job and it unleashed a world of hurt in his life. But it was all for God's purpose. Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and he stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Notice once again, Satan is the one who's wanting to take everything away from Job, not God. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the presence of the Lord. I want to point out two things about this last interaction between God and Satan. First, Satan can't do anything to us without God's permission, so you don't have to worry. Next, it was not God that was going to take everything away from Job. He's actually the one that blessed Job with those things. It was actually Satan. Satan always wants us to think that God's responsible for what is actually Satan's dirty work. While God may give him permission at times to, to accomplish God's plan, God is not the one trying to destroy our life. We don't have time, but if you read the rest of Job's story, you'll find that Satan took everything from him, even his health, but he could not take his life because God wouldn't allow it. And in the end, God blessed Job 10 times more 
than what he had before it all started. The point is, Satan is the god of this world, and he is the one who propagates and promotes a culture where God and God's word are eliminated. In our next episode, we'll take a look at three distractions of the world that Satan uses to blind the minds of those that do not believe. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, that you far outweigh the power that Satan never dreamed he would have, and that you do put a wall of protection about all of us. Thank you, Father, for giving us your word so that we are not blinded to the truth. Help us to love the Bible and want to follow it. So, Lord, I pray that as we continue this study, teach us to live for you in this ungodly world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you.